Hello, and welcome to Four Advisors, the podcast for and about financial advisors. I'm your host, Dave Polis, and today we've got a fact-filled show for you. Our guest today is Chris Wendt, founder of Midstream Marketing, a top-shelf website development and marketing firm in Pittsburgh that specializes in working with financial advisors and building their practice through digital marketing. Chris will be walking us through the critical elements that should be included in any functional advisor website in order to accomplish the goals in the digital world, whatever they may be. Chris is the founder of Midstream Marketing, a digital agency that delivers predictable, quality leads for independent financial advisors. Some of his current clients include Pinnacle Advisory Group, Financial Synergies Wealth Advisors, Alpha Fiduciary, and a dozen other firms across the country, ranging from small startups to firms close to a billion in AUM. Chris started the agency back in 2002 and began to first serve RIAs in 2010 when he took on the Pinnacle account. From there, one thing led to another, and by 2016, he found he wanted to serve RIAs exclusively. He and his veteran team perfected their platform called Lead Gen Formula, which is a unique multi-channel approach to generating leads for advisors. Christopher is also a regular contributor to wealthmanagement.com and Advisor Perspectives. He also taught rhetoric and computer programming at Franciscan University of Steubenville and other liberal arts colleges in the Northeast. In addition to being the president of the digital agency, Chris loves to go hiking with his wife and nine kids, especially in the Smoky Mountains. Chris, welcome to the program. We're glad you could join us. Hey, thanks for letting me come on. Uh, your firm has been around a long time. We said uh, 2002 was the origin, so that's quite a bit. Uh, and you decided to start working with uh, advisors only after a certain number of years. What was the trigger that sort of led to that decision? Well, I, I started working for Pinnacle back, like you said, in 2010. And I just love how uh, uh, advisors really are, they, they knew about uh, and wanted leads, yeah, leads more than other firms and or businesses. And I just saw a way for me to use my talent of marketing and branding. And uh, from one thing, and then uh, doing the Pinnacle Advisory uh, site, when people saw that I did that, it, you know, we got a lot of referrals and one thing led to another and we were, we found ourselves uh, just serving a lot of RAs. Hmm. Now, in, in general experience, are advisory firms really that different from other website development companies and, and customers? So that this specialty created a niche for you in, in RIAs? Yeah, I mean, they're, they, uh, advisors want leads. They want results. And I, I wanted to move away from building brochure websites and really working with, with the types of people that wanted to really do something with their website and really get into rhetoric and persuasion and, and making websites convert. And so it was, from, from a personal standpoint, it was a real win for me. And then coupling that with the referrals that came out of serving the Pinnacle Advisor account, it was a, you know, it was just like putting a match to the match to a gas tank. It just took off from there. That's terrific. Now, it, typically advisors, especially in the early stages where some of our listeners are, and some throughout their careers, if they're building a boutique or, or a lifestyle agency, find new clients through client referral primarily. So how important is an attractive website really to the growth of a newer firm where they're sort of in referral mode? You know, a website is a first impression. I mean, really, it's all, uh, it's all about building trust. And before... A, a prospect ever calls an advisor, they check you out on your way. They check your website out. They see what you look like, who you are on Facebook. They do a lot of, of what, what's called stalking. Uh, they, uh, they, 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 they look you all over. And I had one advisor uh, say that before they had their first initial intro call, 
the prospect said they read every word on the website. So they, they don't even want to talk to you until they feel like they know you. And so it's a website. I mean, if you have a website that's not together, you know, it, lo it looks like it was built in the nineties or it uh, doesn't really speak to them and build trust and they're going to go somewhere else and that you won't even get that call. Hmm. So it's really critical to, to drive that decision-making process. Uh, marketing studies will tell you that roughly 80% of the purchasing decision has already been made before they even talk to anyone. And I think that's probably at least that, and if not more for advisors. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, now with all the tools and templates that are out there, I mean, can an advisor build their own website and, and find success in attracting new clients? Can you do it yourself? Building a website is like any other thing. It's like, it's like putting a roof on your house. You can, uh, you can get on YouTube and, and see how to put shingles on your roof. You can get shingles delivered to your front door and get up on a ladder and, and uh, start shingling your roof. But the real question is, do you have time to do it? Do you have time to learn all that? And uh, for, for an effective website that really is going to be more than a brochure, one that's actually going to drive your AUM and, and help you grow your business, you're going to really need to reach out to somebody that knows what needs to happen um, on your website and what needs, you know, what, me what messaging, what pictures and where it needs to be on your website to do it. Yeah, I, it, I can see that there's an, an awful lot to it. Your work goes way beyond just building the site, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we build websites, but we're really a full digital agency. We um, mostly focus actually on lead generation through paid traffic sources like Facebook and uh, Google. Um, but, but, and we have, but we, and we also do um, RIA specific SEO strategy, strategies, um, so that advisory firms can be found organically without paid traffic. So that's where our, I would say 80% of our uh, team hours are spent on, but we, we do build websites. And uh, so when we build websites, we, they are infused with a strategy of conversion. And so it goes well beyond just building websites. And, and when we do websites, they are uh, very strategic and, and really do convert. So it's really not just uh, a piece of the puzzle. It's it's the central nexus of all the other efforts you're doing, really. All of it's driven, driving traffic through that site so that people are actually uh, able to activate their, their emotional behavior. Absolutely. Like like a website is is the hub of of the experience of building trust. And if, if it's not uh, good, if it, if it doesn't speak to the prospect, you know, if it, if it has a team photo on the, on above the fold and says, we've been in business for 30 years, you know, and it's not speaking to prospect on the, of what their needs are, what they're looking for, then people are going to, you know, you've got five seconds of their attention and what ha in, on your website, what are people going to think about if they only have five seconds, you know? And so um, these are the kinds of things that we think about when we build a website, can a prospect know who you are, what you do, and can they convert without scrolling in five seconds? That's a big, uh, big, we call it the five second test. Can that happen? That seems like a lot to ask from, from some pixels on a page, but I guess that's really the crux of the whole thing. I mean, without a robust website, what other prospecting activity is really going to return that kind of, of level of, of investment? I mean, very few that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much uh, else. If you don't have that, if you don't have that right, there's, you're not going to like, if you have an ad on Facebook, but your website is not together, you're shooting yourself in the foot because they're, they're going to check you out on your website, even if they're going to a landing page off site. And, and if your social media is not together, if, you, if it's not building trust and authority, then uh, the, either marketing efforts are a waste of time or not, or not, a, or not as effective. Let's talk about social media for a minute. Uh, a lot of advisors will 
will give social media a try, not necessarily hooking it to their website, but just for visibility. Uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, and even some cases, Instagram or Twitter, uh, people have tried. Are there compliance issues with using uh, some of those platforms? And, and how do you go around some of those things? Yeah, I mean, compliance is a way of life. That's one thing that I learned quickly working for advisors. It's it's a uh, it's it, propo- it presents a challenge at times because you you have to be very careful of what kind of statements of what what your offer is it has to be very carefully crafted. But um, I mean, everything we do is submitted to compliance, and and from firm to firm, compliance means different things, and there's different processes. But it, compliance is not. Uh, it may be a speed bump, but it's not preventing you from using social media to post on Facebook or on Instagram and do it in a way that, that builds you as an authority. You have pictures on Facebook of your client appreciation dinners or, or building you as a human person. You know, you're, you're at the kitchen table um, uh, making a gingerbread house with your kids uh, around Christmas time. You know, that's that people are wanting to see 25% that you're a human, a good person. 75% they want to see that you're you're you know you're an expert in the field and that you they can trust their their half a million in asset or their million in asset to you that's some of the best advice i've heard because a lot of sites we've seen and and some of the efforts uh, in other places have really negated and taken out and bled out some of the human aspect of all this and i think that's very important to gain the trust that you you talked about um, let's get into some specifics. What strategies do you recommend more than any others for advisors seeking to, to build up a good lead gen system through their website? What's what's the mechanics involved in doing all this? You mentioned pictures above the fold and, and uh, proper headlines and good messaging. How does all that play into making a good site for lead gen? Yeah, I mean, um, for the website, uh, having a, a clear call to action and a consistent call to action on the throughout the site so if you say, if your call to action is talk with an advisor or, or get in touch, whatever your call to action word is and on the button, you want to keep that consistent. That should go into a, an intake form or a, uh, or a, or a Calendly or Acuity uh, uh, book, intro call book uh, scheduler. And you should have those throughout the site wherever people can read more about your offer or what you do. And there should be multiple places where they can convert. But most especially, one of the most important things, and this is free value to your audience, move the darn client login button out of the upper right-hand corner and put make that upper right-hand corner of your website where you're going to have the call to action because that's psychologically where uh, people convert. And um, if you have that there, you will see uh, more uh, leads coming in. But a website by itself cannot get the leads. There either has to, you have to cultivate traffic, whether it's paid or unpaid to really uh, make it happen. You can launch a website, but there are some things you need to do post-launch with SEO. And um, if you want to make things go faster, um, you need to have a paid traffic source to a landing page to start getting that lead flow uh, from a digital marketing perspective. Now, just for the audience's clarity, uh Paid would be things like pay-per-click ads on Google, Facebook ads, anything that you're paying based on the amount of media that's being viewed or the amount of impressions that you're getting. Uh, Unpaid would be things that come from, say, PR sources or backlinks to a blog or other things that are outside that don't cost you anything to drive them inside. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Like like one one example, 
that you could do is simply um, optimize your Google, Google, Google My Business page and um, make sure that it's fully, uh, has all the information that it needs to go. If you, if your Google My Business page, like if you did anything after you launch your website, make sure your Google My Business page is completely filled out. You know, make sure it has your business hours. It has your three categories that you can be listed in under Google. It has the, the correct address and all the, and get your pic team pictures in there. Get your pictures of your building. Make sure it's got the right building. I helped uh, one firm. Uh, the, the picture was like of some shack across the street as, as, as the Google Street View, you know, and it's just that stuff like that. They think that, you know, this is the firm's. Uh, are you kidding me? You know, so stuff like that really matters, you know, so build your website and at least make sure your Google My Business is uh, squared away because Google My Business is becoming the um, the entryway before your website on how, especially on a mobile phone, on how they're going to interact with you. Hmm. We're going to circle back and talk more about ads and mobile phones and that kind of stuff in just a minute. But I want to get people familiar with how much work is involved in actually setting up one of these systems and, and building a site that does what it's supposed to do? How do you start the process with a new advisor? Say someone just broke away from a, a Merrill or a Morgan and is going out on their own for the first time and, and they know they need a website. How do you start the process with a new advisor client? Is there a meeting? Is there a bunch of, of data or forms or, or something to fill out? What information are you looking for when you get started? Sure, absolutely. For us, we have a very defined process um, that helps the, the newer advisors um, that are breaking out of the brokerages. And um, it's a very, very dialed in scope of work to make it easy for the advisor and for us to really get an, a very strategic infused website, one that will really uh, help them win and grow their business, but one that we don't, we don't have to uh, kill ourselves with and waste our time on things that we don't need to worry about. Basically with us, there's a, it's a, it's, we can get a website up in about 30 days uh, we have four meetings. There's a weekly meeting. You'll have to invest about, I would say, about five hours per week of your time. And there's some intake forms that um, you fill out that we have in Formstack that get at all the elements that we need to do our job. Things like official address, hours, um, access to different things, logo art, unique value proposition, bios, uh, and things of that nature. Now, see, those are very, very specific data bits. And that's really what leads to the customer experience. But on the 10,000 foot level, as part of your introductory or interrogatory conversation when you start, what are you really trying to establish with that new advisor? Yeah, absolutely. We're really trying to figure out who they are, what makes them unique, what's their unique offering, who are they trying to serve? We're really trying, you know, well, the thing that's that bothers me the most and the reason why I love serving RAs is there's so much canned, faceless marketing out there. It's, it's ridiculous. And I really love uh, bringing out and letting each firm shine. Uh, I'm never surprised to find the uniqueness in a firm. Like every time I, I, I work with a firm through our process of discovery, we find out what makes them unique. You know, why did they want to start their firm? That's their origin story, right? You're trying to elicit essentially the brand story for the advisor. Yeah. Uh, we on the website we can reduce that origin story down into about eight or ten words and put it above the fold so that when somebody comes and you have five seconds of their attention they can really see what what their unique offering is and that really makes a difference when they compare your website with another firm you know you, we we're trying to let them see you as as fast as possible above the fold on on a homepage and uh, we use it other places it goes into the digital uh, the paid. Uh, in the Facebook ads, you know, all of this uh, establish, 
establishing their unique uniqueness and their unique offering. And this first call really is critical for everything that we do for them. That's powerful stuff. We're coming up on a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about video and ads and social media and what you can expect and what to do with the leads after you find them. We'll be right back. Are you an RIA or financial advisor looking to grow and scale your practice, but feel like you could use some help? Feel like there are lots of growth options out there, but don't have time to research them and don't want to make an expensive mistake? Want to spend more time helping clients instead of time-consuming investment research, compliance checks, or transactional work? If you answered yes to any of these, Pinnacle Advisor Solutions has the answers you need. With a range of outsourced options and financial planning support, Pinnacle has a solution that fits your needs, budget, and circumstances to help you scale up, grow your practice, or put a succession plan in place. For more information or to set up an appointment, call 201-919-4838. And we're back talking with Chris Went from Midstream Marketing. We've talked about some of the, the specific data points you need and, and how the site has to, to speak in a very short period of time. How important are images and video on an advisor site? I mean, these guys are planning stuff on paper and they're chatting with people. There's not a lot of action going on in terms of video that you can present in terms of the, the quality of work. What happens if you don't feel like your appearance sort of lends itself to, to having your face plastered all over this thing? Well, you know, um, it, again, it's about building trust and authority with a prospect. And so if you have a big nose or big ears and, and uh, you can't do much about that, that's the way... Uh, that's the way God made you, and it's going to show up in a picture. You really can't. Uh, you can try to hide that, but you really can't. But you know, people aren't really. Uh, it's not really about the advisor. So pictures play a role to the extent uh, that it's building that trust or building that authority. And so in building trust, they just want to see who you are. Are you are you a real person? What do you look like? And you, they, that build as long as that's building a mental image in their mind, and they know what your actual face looks like. That that that's a connection right there. But really, on the on a lot of the marketing really is uh, we're, we're firm believers in the story brand uh, approach to branding from Donald Miller. And uh, so really a lot of the pictures, especially the hero image, which is that image, we don't do sliders anymore uh, above the fold because sliders are, are went, uh, were left behind with a mobile first approach to, uh, to design. And anyway, so on, on the top of your website, above the fold, before you start scrolling, within the first five seconds, that image should be an image of, of, your, pro, of your ideal prospect. And they should be able to look in a mirror there and see themselves and, 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 where they, and what their transformation might be. And that's different for every firm. You know, some firms work with the younger, uh, the, the younger crowd or other firms works just for uh, independent women. Other firms work for, with uh, more out in the Midwest, want more of a grandfatherly, grandmotherly type image with the grandkids and, and extended family. Others have people driving in sports cars and whatever it, it is for you and your firm. Uh, they want to, the picture really is about the prospect. So really it's a matter of having a good customer or prospect profile uh, that goes along with that brand. So you can really transmit that and have it resonate with others just like it. Exactly. But not the faceless ones from iStock Photo. There's one guy with white, white, white hair. That's like on every billboard. I swear. I'm tired of seeing him like being in the, he's 40 years old. He's got a white head, head of gray hair. Yeah. yeah it's the same, same guy everywhere, everywhere I go. <laughs> now I, 
you're you do this for a living. Are there special tools that only web developers can use for building quality sites, or is it more about the planning, the design skill, the expertise, and the creativity that makes it effective? Is it kind of nature versus nurture? You can't do this all just with with pixels. It's got to be part brain power. Yeah, it's really a strategy. I mean, there's a certain as you as you could hear from the conversation, there's a certain amount of strategy and psychology that goes in and converting a prospect and getting them into your pipeline through booking a call through Calendly or filling out an intake form. That being said, I mean, there, a lot of tools can uh, can do the job. There's a certain minimum that I look for in different tools for different things, but we're pretty technology neutral, but we don't want to be held back. Like we're marketing, so we need to build, we need to build landing pages fast. We need to make changes to our website quick. We don't need to be fighting uh, different things. So as long as uh, we're able to do our job and, and achieve on a page uh, and, and, and get there, we're fine with that. We don't, we just don't want to be held back by any technology. So, and we, the firms we work with, we've got people on 20 over 10, people using FMG suites, people on WordPress, quite a few on there. We have people on uh, advisor sites. So we're Commonwealth. Uh, so we're, you know, some are more uh, easier to use than others, but the, the main key is, can we get done from a strategic point of view what we need to get done to, to make to, to grow our firm to make to you know make it happen and you mentioned that you like to work fast how long should it take for an advisor working with you to put the finishing touches on a brand new site and get all the bells and whistles working and hooked up and start enjoying the benefits of this uh, well um, that's a two-part question I mean we our process can get a website a, a, a basic website for a a new advisor starting out on his own as an independent RIA we can get that done in 30 days if we, you know, if we if we follow the process and get everything we need from from the advisor um, to get results, meaning filling out forms and intake, as I said earlier, you're going to need to get some kind of um, inbound strategy, and you're, that's where the SEO search engine optimization comes in, and and how competitive the playing field is for that. It, one thing you want to do, and we help our advisors, is get their Google My Business page squared away at least, but you're going to need, after a website goes up, you're going to need a, a, a strategy to bring the traffic to the site. I mean, you, whether it's content marketing, you're, you're, you're creating two pieces of content once uh, a month and you're pushing that out on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and Twitter. And you're, you have a small email list. You're trying to grow it. You have a way to subscribe to your blog. You know, it's gotta, you have to have uh, ongoing, digital marketing strategies based on your budget, your, your, your particular location, who your competitors are, and who prospects you're trying to attract to get into your pipeline. And all those things work together, really. I mean, you couldn't just use SEO and, and use native traffic. There probably won't be enough volume. And you can't just do Facebook ads without having some other way to engage with you or anybody that's not on Facebook no, suddenly doesn't become a prospect. So you've got to have all these things kind of working together, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really uh, the ones that do well are the ones that are all in. And and on, on the other side, the digital marketers that do well don't just do Facebook or Google. They do everything. They see how it all works together. They they see, like like all it is, it's a tool. you got a screwdriver. That's Facebook. you got a pair of pliers. That's Google Ads. you got you got a, a hammer. That's SEO. you got uh, you got all these tools, and each tool does certain things. SEO is a long-term proposition. You put seeds in the ground and you're looking for result like actual leads maybe a year away 
you're, you can measure the steps to get there, but it's more of a long-term proposition where paid advertising, if you have the right, the right offer, the right landing page, the right guide or booklet that answers a, a, a real question that people close to the sale have, you can start getting leads within a couple of weeks coming in on a small budget with a very, uh, a very tight focus in with Facebook, for example. Now let's talk about ads for a minute. That's, that's one of the big drivers. Um, they can be on, on any number of things. There's both pro- programmatic ads and there's pay-per-click ads. Uh, tell me the difference between the two. Programmatic ads really get focus on um, demography of people and, and uh, pay-per-click ads really focus on targeting um, different uh, keywords. You know, you, you, your people are bidding on, uh, the, for example, the keyword like financial advisor. Yeah, financial advisor's got a lot of places serving. <laughs> you're going to pay a bunch of money yeah. if you're using that one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The uh, it, it's it's crazy. The average cost per click for just the word financial advisor, one click, is about thirty bucks, and and it's just yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the only people that well, the brokers are the only ones that can really. Uh, uh, you know, go after that word. Um, but there's, you know, we, we go after the long tail words like uh, retirement planning checklist, for example. That's a nice, there's a little freebie there for your audience. There's a nice, there's a nice uh, a long tail keyword. Uh, probably if I looked it up in my tool, I don't have it in front of me. It's probably in the $5 range, you know. So these are people close to closer to the sale um, with Google, but. Sure. And the more specific you get with those and the more uh, directed they are, the fewer sites are serving them and the more eyeballs you're going to actually get a share of, which is is how SEO sort of works in some cases. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a very powerful thing that a lot of people don't tap into. Now, they've got a budget budget for all this, I assume. What sorts of returns can an advisor expect after investing all this time and money into building this website in terms of the amount of traffic and and how many of them are actually going to be qualified prospects? You mean for, you might pick a, uh, a scenario? Yeah, just traffic levels and, and sort of what you can expect to get out versus what you put in. Yeah, I mean, I'm fully aware of, you know, the cost of a a- average cost of a client right now. I just did a digital survey with Wealth Management. We'll be publishing the details probably in a couple months. Um, you know, the, the average cost digitally is, is in the 1500 to $2,000 range. That's just what the industry is paying right now to acquire a client. And that's that's pretty darn good. If you have a 250 k uh client, you know, that comes in on the, on the file, you know, the numbers are there. So if you, if you pay about 500 bucks, uh, for ad spend, you can be looking at getting, and it's going to an intake form. You can be getting leads coming in. Uh, you look, be getting, we'll call them form fills because everybody, everybody defines leads differently, but we'll call them. Sure. Uh, you can get about one or two form fills. Well, you can get at least one every other day, sometimes one a day on, on a budget like that with Facebook. And out of that, let's say you're in your pipeline, you're getting about one or two uh, per month in your pipeline. And eventually, you can get the numbers to where you might be closing five or six clients a year on a, on a spend like that. So for six grand, you can make 40 based on client income and whatever their AUM level is. That's a pretty good return. Yeah, I mean, it, results vary, but we've seen we've seen numbers like that. So some good numbers. Like sure. That. Yeah. Now let's talk about qualification for a minute. Leads generated digitally, are they generally more qualified or less qualified than, say, one from a networking meeting or a neighbor refers you to their brother-in-law or something? Do those need more work? Are they, are they, are they easy to deal with or are they just junk that you can get one of 100 in? 
Well, it's like, you know, the referrals are always going to be, uh, you know, you've got a captive audience. You don't have to go through that process of building authority and trust. So the lead's coming in off a download of a guide. You know, you, you have to work it. Um, you'll get a phone number. You can call them. Um, if you don't, if they're not right close to the sale, then you have to nurture them uh, with an email nurture campaign and uh, try to pull the the warm the warm ones out on a quarterly basis. You know, with a real you basically on the leads that you don't aren't close to the sale that come in right away. Um, you uh, are going to have a long term. Uh, nurturing process where you provide value at least twice a month to them. And then uh, quarterly, you really uh, can, you have the license to, you know, be a little more aggressive and have, uh, you know, a more direct ask either to a seminar or a webinar or a video case study. When I say case study, I mean a compliant uh, right. case study. Right. And, uh, not just, numbers. yeah, not just, not just somebody's numbers or, or, or coming into the, into the office really for some kind of, uh, you know, free value-based consultation. It's really all about if they're not ready to roll, uh, it's about giving value to the questions they have over time and just escalating it through a nurturing campaign. So to answer your question in short, there's a lot more work. Um, you're going to, you're going to, the numbers are like, you get a hundred form fills in, you're looking at maybe five in your pipelines initially, but out of that hundred, there's another every quarter. There's another, you know, let's say another five. So if you think of a pyramid, this is true of any industry of any market. About one to three percent are people are people ready to roll. So if we're getting a hundred, one or th- one to three percent are ready to roll, and there's another twenty percent that could be ready to roll in the next six months and a year. But there's ways of of, of tightening up uh, qual- quality of leads and qualifications. We can. We can tweak uh, the age demographic, um, and there's we can put change the wording on an ad. Like if we're not if we're getting two fifty k, and and the advisor wants to only be talking to people a million and above, we just put the word a million uh, minimum minimum portfolio size of a million in the ad, and and uh, uh, that's a good filter. And you'll get less you'll get less form fills, but um, higher quality of leads. So it's always a balance between quality and volume at that point. Yeah. Do you find that, that web leads need more immediate follow-up? Do, do people expect immediate attention when they filled out something on, on the web compared to a more casual referral? Yeah, I mean, uh, follow-up is key. Uh, you don't want to be like a piranha, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I've seen some advisors uh, have that approach. It, it's it's like it's like the car sales guys on cars.com. You, you put your email in there and all of a sudden you're getting – you know, five, 10 calls a day and all kinds of emails and everything. So you want to, you want to um, do that follow-up. I mean, and don't be afraid uh, of calling, um, leaving one voicemail calling and emailing and, and even send maybe a text. The text would, would, would probably just be simple to say, Hey, did you, did you see that email I sent you? It's just something uh, friendly. Uh, they don't, honestly, people are busy. They, they don't answer their phones and they don't, uh, they may have missed your email or uh, maybe they didn't see your email from like three days ago and, and it's forgotten. So it's it's okay to have a good follow-up process. We have one that we uh, recommend, but um, you're going to have that. If you're going to go down the road of generating leads through pay-per-click, uh, you're going to have to expect a, um, a follow-up process. And I, I really don't, we don't work with advisors if they don't, if they're not going to have that. Cause I mean, I, I don't want to give leads to somebody that they're not going to do anything with, you know, I've, I've seen that before. So, 
Well, that brings me to my next question. Which parts of the business should be developed first? Is it the sales process? Or is it the marketing to fill the pipeline? It's really branding first. Make sure your message is, is uh, unique and, and dialed in. Your offer is clear. And then you got to have uh, you got to have a sales process. You got to know what you're going to do with leads and how you want them to come in, whether they're going to come in via email and you're fine with that, or you want them to come into your sales force. Once you, once you have a, a, a receptacle and a process of how you're going to do it, then we can you know kick off the marketing. You know, it can be simple, not complicated. As long as you say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you know, that day, you know, I'm going to email a little bit later and then I might call again tomorrow, not leave a message, those kinds of things. As long as it's defined for you, um, it's definitely more and different than calling back a referral. It's different too with SEO. With the SEO leads, they're, they're pretty close to the sale and those, those convert uh, into customers a lot more and there's a lot less uh, follow-up that's needed on those. So really it's, it's, process and consistency yeah. that needs to be in place for both disciplines before anything's really going to happen. Yeah, exactly. If, if you had one thing you want my audience to take away from today uh, and, and they can put in place immediately, what would you say it was? Do the five second test, uh, run your website in, start, turn on a time, uh, turn on a stopwatch and a ask the question, who, who is this? Who are we talking to without scrolling? Are we talking to our, our ideal prospect? Uh, can they convert and book a call with me right right there without scrolling? Is it obvious that they can do that? Yeah, just do the five second test. That that sounds fantastic. We're gonna we're gonna have to run through and do that on our website at this point. <laughs> Chris, you've been a terrific guest. We really appreciate you coming and sharing your your years of wisdom. Um, I'm sure all of our listeners got uh, an amazing amount of, of information to work from and are very excited about entering into the the digital realm here. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I have a um, a, a free offer of value if I if I could offer that to your audience. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm offering anybody uh, listening today a free uh, 15 minute uh, live review of your website, and I'll I'll run the five second test with you. All you have to do is go to midstreammarketing.com/slash/review. Midstreammarketing.com/slash/review. And just fill out that form and, and uh, my team will book you into uh, our schedule and we'll take a look at and, and help you give a free uh, look at your website. And that's how you do that. Terrific. Thank you, Chris, so much. We've been speaking with Chris Went, founder of Midstream Marketing, about how a robust, well-designed website can significantly enhance an advisor's growth efforts. As a special gift for all of our listeners, you just heard Chris talk about it. If you visit Midstream's website and use the promo code PINNACLE, you'll get a 15-minute consultation Get your five-second test done absolutely free, and he'll go through and review your homepage and see what, uh, what you can do to improve it. If you have questions about digital marketing and how it can affect your business or about anything you've heard on this program, drop us a line at 4advisors at pinnacleadvisory.com, and we'll get you an answer. You've been listening to 4 Advisors, the podcast for and about financial advisors. I'm your host, Dave Polis, and until next time, thanks for listening. You're listening to Four Advisors, the podcast for and about financial advisors. This program is for educational purposes only, and the opinions expressed here by guests do not necessarily fully or accurately reflect the legal intent or nature of Pinnacle Advisor Solutions, Pinnacle Advisory Group, or its senior management. This program is not intended to give legal, investment, or financial planning advice, and opinions and statements made in this podcast should not be relied on as such. 